for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, is a host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. How are you doing, Mr. Higgins? I'm doing fine here, Mr. Deshay. Mr. Higgins, I just have to ask for your forgiveness. Uh, when you're trying to do more than one thing at a time, and you type in it, and you, um, you're losing uh, sight of time, it creates, uh, you know, you just, you just mismanage. Uh, time when you try to do too many things at one time. But I'm just glad I got back with you. You know that I look forward to talking with you each and every other uh, Sunday uh-huh. on this channel. So uh, what is it that, that you want to talk to us about uh, today, Ms. Higgins? Um, I want to um, mention two words because um, the subject is anthropology. And social psychology. Um, that's you know that's what we have to look at when we look at um, what affects um, our community, especially the youth of our community. And we have to start looking, you know, using the 
the solutions that you know that can help edify and eradicate some of the problems that um that seem to infiltrate our community on an abundant basis. So the word anthropology is a study of groups of people. It's not archaeology, it's anthropology. Anthropology is when you study a group of people and study their cultural habits and their behaviors and their idiosyncrasies and their strengths. Then you have the word social psychology. Social psychology deals with um, the environment and how it affects people's um, mental state. So these are some things that we have to start looking into when we want to um, start trying to understand the problems in our community and the effects that certain things have on our community. You know, um, we live in a day and age where a lot of our youth, you know, they um, they use more than um, regular conventional means for information. So a lot of them, you know, they use the Internet, and there's you know, a lot of people that are famous on the Internet that most parents aren't aware of. And these um, these Internet celebrities, you know, they, they create music, and much of this music is negative, and much of the backstories of these artists are negative. There's um, a young man um, right now in prison um, for murder charges, and he has one of the hottest records in the country, you know, was on the billboard. You know, and these are things that, you know, and these and this young man is only 17 years old, so we're looking at a demographic where, you know, that's the age group he's reaching, 17 and under, 17 to 12. So we got to understand that, you know, that our children are being, you know, are being, you know, nurtured into respecting criminality, you know, through the music, you know, that, you know, that our children, you know, are being fascinated with criminality through music. And, you know, and this young man, you know, he made a record about, you know, you know, going on a run for for murder charge. So, and we have to, we have to realize that, you know, much of this stuff, you know, we're uh, incognizant as, as adults. You know, we look at the mainstream stars. And we look at them and saying, oh, that's who our kids are listening to. But there's there's different aspects and, you know, just gaps inside the youth, you know. And, I, you know, I work in the school system, so, you know, I understand, you know, there's certain gaps in the youth. There's gaps in between the 14-year-olds and the 25-year-olds and the 17-year-olds and the 18-year-olds. There's gaps. They, they listen to certain artists. And many of these artists influence, you know, their outlook on life. And we have to be aware of you know, what, you know, what these people are, you know, implementing on our children in terms about their psyche, you know, in terms about, you know, like Albert Bandura's socialization theory. So we're socializing our children into, you know, into um, glorifying criminals, you know, and criminals that have a theme music, so to speak. So, you know, we have to understand that we, we're, fa- we're facing, you know, insurmountable problems, you know, problems in terms about what we have to face in terms of our community. You know, we look at much of, you know, like you say the mainstream artists and what they say and the celebrities in the media, but there's also those inter- in these internet media celebrities that um, we have to be aware of, and they promote violence, and they promote, um, you know, this, this decadent culture, and that, you know, that that's influencing our children. 
Never mind, you know, when we've seen the mainstream artists, you know, speaking out of context and, you know, basically not being um, responsible for the, the, the effect that they can have on our community when they say certain things. And then not only when one artist says it, but then when the the, the myriad of other artists get on board is, is, is a way to make themselves relevant by having something to say about what this artist has said. But we still don't understand how this affects our community in terms about how this affects how the children are going to receive this information. See, it's not the fact that, you know, where, you know what I'm saying, we're talking about people who are able to discern, you know, this information. But now we're talking about people who who don't have the ability to discernment. And now they're taking this information, you know, and they're hearing things about, you know, people that, you know, who do, who names are in on a daily basis, who actually the younger children might not even really, you know, really listen to this artist. But the people that they're caregivers and the people that surround them listen to this artist. And that information seeps down into the younger generation. And this, and if they have an ambivalent attitude towards things, uh, towards history, this is much of the way it trickles down into them. And we have to understand that, you know, we as, you know, social psychology, we have to uh, keep, you know, we have to hold, hold accountable, not the artists, but the people in our and the people that are of our of, of our ethnicity who are social psychologists, who are anthropologists, who don't speak out about the, how these things affect our community, and who don't speak out about you know who who don't add, um, uh, allow speak out about how these things contribute to what much of the dismay that we see in our community, because these things cannot be negated in terms about the contribution. To the, too much of the too much of the violence and much of the negative lifestyles that we see amongst the um most of our young people participate in, and I purposely didn't see, say the names of these particular people because that's even further promoting you know the, you know the the the, ne- the negativity and 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 the back backbite that you know that 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 these things have an effect on us you know what I'm saying well, what we're looking at a time where is you know, you know, we're seeing the same things going on in the sixties that we see going on now in in the in the middle two thousands and you know, and people are not saying anything about it. You know what I mean? And it's 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 about time that, you know, that we start, you know, holding ourselves accountable, holding the people who 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 create entertainment in our communities accountable and and, and start and start Connecting the dots in terms of how this stuff affects us and creates and creates uh, um, an, an, an unsafe environment in our community. You know, these artists, you know, they promote drug use. Many of our children right now, they're using, you know, they're using prescription medicines. You know, to to you know to 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 to, to, to become inebriated. These things, you know, these things are highly, you know, addictive and highly um, insalubrious to, to, uh, in, in regards to personal health to our children. And these are things that, you know, we have to be aware of. You know, the hospitals, they're full of our children going in there, you know, with stomach problems, from digesting these medications, and, you know, no one's saying anything about it. No one's, no, no one's 
you know, you know, holding anyone accountable. You know what I mean? And these are the things that we need to be aware of. You know, these are the things that if we want to attack certain problems in our community, we have to we have to start attacking the fact that they're allowing much of the negativity you see that they're allowing our children to see this. And we have to start being savvy and start understanding, you know, the, the language that we need to use when we're addressing these issues. We need to use the language of social psychology. We need to understand the language of anthropology. And we, and we need to address these issues adequately so that we won't get hit with the rhetoric of the double talk, you know what I'm saying, you know, that allows these things to continue to, to mess in our communities because, this, 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 you know, this is going to continue to go on and on and on. And unless we start addressing at the nucleus, at the root of what the problems are, then we're going to continue to see another celebrity say something outrageous, another another celebrity, you know, being taken down for, um, you know, for allegations, you know what I'm saying, in terms about in terms about court hearings and things of this nature. And we have to understand that, you know, unfortunately in our community, how is it that entertainment is even that prominent on our lips? Why aren't we talking about the gross domestic product? Why aren't we talking about the, the three branches of government? Why aren't we talking about, you know, the the the, 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 the you know, the legislation that, that negatively affects us in our community? Why don't we talk about things like that? That's what adults and other ethnic groups talk talk about. Adults and other ethnic groups don't talk about, you know, are preoccupied with entertainment as, you know, as a first and foremost conversation in terms about, you know, what's going on in our society. So, you know, if we want to see a change, you know, we're going to have to be, become that change. And thank God, you know, we have this platform so we can start instituting that change. Mr. Um, Higgins, um, one thing you said um, I'm going to, to go back on because I'm not sure I understand why you are leaving the entertainers out of the loop. Uh, you do remember, I'm sure you remember, even though you're a little younger than me, you remember when um, the cigarette corporations were not able to be sued for the destruction uh, that they created in America. I mean, I've heard that cigarettes kill more people in America than any other any other item, and so they have now have been sued by the state and by individuals, and those individuals are winning. So let me ask you, why do you feel that um, that entertainers should be exempt from uh, the negative uh, things that they create in our environment. If it can be proved that a person was under under the influence of certain uh, lyrics, uh, why can't we then hold that entertainer connect, uh, um, responsible? Or if we can't hold them criminal? are civilly responsible, why can't we mount a a movement to make them give a portion of their proceeds uh to the city or state or foundation uh that would allow them uh to help do better in the inner city with saving these kids? Why can't that be an option? Well, the thing about it that's like ex asking the puppet to um, be responsible for the actions of the puppet master. The entertainers themselves are no more no more than a logo, 
no more than a than 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 a symbol for a corporation. Now, entertainers, everyone is, is is aware that entertainers before they when they have when they put out their material to make albums and records, this material has to go through a filter. This filter is now taken to the record company execs, and they decide. What records are going to be allowed on and what records are not going to be allowed on? The record exec also tells them what kind of music they want to hear. So when we're looking at when we're looking at the entertainer and holding them responsible for for fulfilling the requests of the record companies, then we're we're looking at the low part of the totem pole. Yes, they are the ones who actually are the, the vessels that are being used, the conduit to, to display the message, but they're not the messenger. And although many of them take responsibility and say, I feel this way, and I'm this, that, and the other, we have to understand that, you know, um, that in terms of corporate corporations and influence and... Um, Public relations and the sagacious aspect that they come in terms about getting consumers to purchase and buy. You know, we have to just look not too far along ago, like the Brunswick experiment, when they had um, in the '60s when they had women buying dog food when they didn't have um, when they didn't when they didn't own dogs and they had men buying makeup when they when you know when they were men. So they would they they had a button in the television, certain televisions. That were activated, that were you know, would, would actually you know, implement a mind control on people to influence them to go out and purchase things. And this is the 1960s, so we have to understand something that the artists are sagacious enough and they are creating these desi- these devices. They're just a conduit. If the, if, the, if the record companies and the movie companies are telling them to behave this way and this, that, and the other, this is what they're doing because the record company execs are telling them to behave this way. No, the record companies, the movie, these executives tell these people to take their clothes off, to look provocative, to do this, that, and the other. So in terms of that now, in, ter- in terms of in terms about the actual artists being responsible for the actions the artist is just the artist is just trying to pass their art. And I'm not absolving them of any responsibility. I'm just laying the responsibility at the foot of where it belongs. You know, you know, when people look at the children, when you see children misbehaving, you don't you don't just look at the children misbehaving, you also look at the parent. You say, you know what, there was a lack of parenting there. You know what I mean? So when you see children misbehaving and not acting in the manner it's supposed to, you say, well, you know what, there was some parenting that wasn't presented, implemented here, and these are why these children are behaving this way. So when the artists, you know, create music and promote lifestyles that are that are that are incumbent of prosperity in relation to our society, we have to realize that, you know, that they're being, they're being taught you know they're being influenced, and they're being. This is what they have to do in terms of a, 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 a mode for success, and that mode for success, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in inevitably is destroying our community. You know what I mean? And the artist, with the artist, the artist, the self life is temporary. You know, and the artist, these temporary, these artists that come and go, aren't. You know, they they're not here to to, to see the, the repercussions of. What they've created, they're not in the communities to to see the repercussions of what what they've created, and much of what they created becomes part of our culture. 
So, you know what I'm saying? So we have to understand that, you know, as us, us as a people, that if we want to start start holding for people who have influence in our culture, we have to realize that the artist is the puppet or the artist is the conduit. He's the logo. He's the symbol. And now we have to start holding a record company. And we have to be that we owe these people with PhDs and educators with life and social work. We they, These people need to start creating a, a think tanks where, you know, where we start addressing these issues you know, in 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 a correct manner. So the same way that um um Dolores Tucker and them um did when Tupac and them lyrics were in 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 the early nineties when Tupac when they had when they went over crushing the CDs. You know where where where's the big outcry then? And those and in in that time a lot of that music was Afrocentric and uplifting and had had a positive message intertwined in it. This music that we hearing now is the, is you know what I'm saying is them promoting criminality and drug use, and you know and it, and unless you understand and even and even the top artists even the top artists are promoting songs that are 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 are, are, are suggestive you know what I mean I, I just heard you know what I'm saying about what one of the top female artists actually the top leading female artists in the United States black, black female R&B artists in the United States. She made a record that, you know, was questionable. It's even to the fact, never mind the artist, Spongebob. Spongebob, the children at school told me Spongebob is asexual. Well, he has sex with himself. So how is it that here we've been we've been embracing this character on a cartoon that, you know what I mean, that you know that most adults are unaware that, you know, that, that that has a sexual connotation to it. So this is why we can't blame the artists because this has been filtered into our society on so many different levels where it's not just uh, SpongeBob is not an artist, but SpongeBob is a character. And just like SpongeBob being a character, these artists are characters. And we have to realize that there's some that there's an underlying message being involved, just like with the um, artists um, not too long ago that they're the popular, they, they're popular, popular they they're gang members. You know what I mean? These artists are gang members and then what happens when the artist becomes a gang member, then you next you know, you see a picture of the artist kissing another another recording artist and now you know what I'm saying, now you you know what I'm saying you you know they you know they also they've created this homosexuality in inside the gang culture. You know what I mean? But these artists don't live the gang lifestyle. So how all of a sudden, you know, you know, you're repping this this gang lifestyle. You know what I mean? So we have to understand that, you know what I mean, that these things are being allowed by the record company execs. We have to understand that the record company execs won't allow certain records that, you know, that that might promote some things that they may feel is detrimental to their way of life in society. But they will allow records to promote records that will that are extremely detrimental to our well being and our way of life. Well Mr. Higgins, you know, one of the things I wanna to come to understand or know or believe is is that society has a right to protect itself. And we only have a number of ways in which to do that. I feel like education is a format of protection for society because you cannot protect yourself if the majority of your 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 population is uh, unintelligent. Okay, so schools have a a meaningful role to play and trying to adjust uh, 
of social thoughts and social behavior. So that's one of the reasons why I preach about uh, humanity, preaching or teaching our children how to be humane. Uh, so I'm asking you, um, I don't have a problem with incarceration. If you do things that are against the norm, uh, social norms, and or social things that people have suggested are are criminal, I don't have a problem with um, you being arrested. I have a problem with you being arrested because of a bias, a racist belief. Uh, so when cops arrest people because of their bias or their racial belief, that is a problem. So I'm asking you, in a, in, as a social society, why aren't we trying to keep our kids away from drugs and away from criminal behavior at an earlier age by teaching them the disastrous things that happen when you gravitate toward that direction? Because people don't care for our kids no more. Because our education, okay, our, our, as adults, our education has been a failure. When when we when we when the only word that most the ninety percent of adults that means our education is a failure. We have the word matriculation, which also stands for education. We have the word pedagogy, which also stands for education. But those words are commonly used in our community. So when our when our education is of a substandard aspect, and it doesn't allow us to produce children who are going to go to MIT, who will become produce children who are going to be the next engineers, who are going to produce children that's going to be able to actually and enhance their their personal inclinations. Then we have we have to we have to we have to convict we have to analyze that system. You know we have to realize that in our and and just recently in New Jersey they had a superintendent in New Jersey who worked at the high school who was doing perverted acts excrementing in, in in on a high school field. And this 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 man. Was who's just solely the superintendent is paid a hundred and forty seven thousand dollars a year, so the super the maintenance man of the school gets paid a hundred and forty seven thousand dollars a year for this particular school. But we have teachers in the regular public schools who are barely making forty and fifty thousand dollars a year. Who you know who barely who children barely have books. Who you know when our children when our children are are, are being are being funneled. Into into an education that is substandard, they'll be funneled into the prisons because after if you don't educate them, then they can't then they can't provide for themselves. And this is not by accident. This is not. This is this is this this is not. This is solely on purpose. If if the colored community wasn't at the bottom of the food chain, then other people wouldn't be able to stay on top. Other groups of people wouldn't be able to survive. If black people were viable in society, then then other groups of people would be would, would be pushed out of their positions. So what do they do? They give our communities substandard educations. They house our children. They watch our children. They 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 watch our children, and they have no investment and no and no no, no personal investment into into these children being successful. 
And we have to understand that. We have to understand that our education system has failed our children. And this small population, the talented tenth, this small population of the black community that has allowed the funnel through, through the, through the, the, the HBC, ACBCs and this, and this, that, and other, is not enough. So you know, we if we if, if we want to call, we want to if we want to if we want to if we want to actually address it, then we would actually be going to our legislative bodies and making sure that our schools are funded properly and have the adequate services so that our children will be able to be viable members of society and not the next drug addicts and not the next inmates and 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 because crim poverty, you know, Adam Clayton Powell said. A man's uh, a man's respect for the law is in direct connection to his pocket, to his paycheck. Now, this is Adam Clayton Powell. Let me, say, Egan, let me let me just let me just say to you that I went to a predominantly black high school, and I went to a predominantly black college, and I'm not saying the schools are doing enough, but I what I am saying is. I find it difficult that if you're in class with white students, that you can't take the same information that is being provided to those white students and use it to elevate yourself. Recently we had, I don't think it's three, one young man got accepted into every Ivy League school that he put in for. Then there were two young boys who were twins who got put into every school they they um they got into. And all I'm just saying is I know that everybody can't do like these three minority young men did. But what I am saying is we have to figure out how to encourage our kids to take what they got and make it into what they want. And it is as important to for the school system to do that, to do that as it is for our churches. At some point, we have to decide that what white America won't do, black America will do. Well, Mr. Deshay, it's just like this. When you talk about, you know, when you just, you just, we just went from entertainment to now we went to school and um, crime and punishment and education. Now, when we have a certain entertainer who has a charter school in Harlem who's more known for liquor and promoting liquor, promoting a, a, a decadent lifestyle, that he is known for this particular charter school that's in Harlem. And then, then that, this is where the problem in lies. Our children are not being able to be successful because we've been given a culture that prevents them from being successful. And we've been given a culture that, that does not promote education. The very man who promoted education is on trial now. Who No, it's actually been convicted. So the only person that we have ever had who surreptitiously implemented education through entertainment is Dr. Bill Cosby when he created a different world. And he actually created where he made it cool to go to college. Who has done that in the past 25 years since then? So when we want to say about the entertainment, we want to connect entertainment to what the subject matter was in the very beginning, but if you connect it to education, we have seen no one in our, our, our so-called entertainers, you know, 
fund the schools. We get Ofra to make one in South Africa. I mean, thanks, Ofra. We gotta we gonna take a plane over there to get there. You know what I mean? But she's but she but she made her money in Chicago and Chicago was reeking through hell. You know what I mean? So, you know, you know, we we were hold accountable when the fact that I could I could run off a list of words that will confuse the this audience with the validity of the education that we've had. Because insalubrious, salacious, too messy, rapacious, nefarious, gregarious. Um, I can I can go on for days. And and the and the listener audience, majority of them they have no a clueless to in any of the, any of those words. Nuances, vicissitudes. I mean, why? What, 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 so where is the education that they're giving our children? Because I gave, I'm autodidactic. I gave that education to myself. <laughs> that education didn't even come from me going to going through going through uh, 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 um, 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 college or graduate school. So the thing about it, we have to, you know, we have to really critically analyze when we want to promote education and says the end all and be all to success in terms of our in terms of our community, because our community is behaving in this way because they're impoverished and they're impoverished because they've been getting a, a, a impoverished education, and we have to look at certain and say, you you live in 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 in, in an environment where, where you first of all education or first of all. In terms about education, also it's funded through through, through population and population through in, in, in terms about voting blocks. And so what happens is, is that in terms about the, the, the educational budgets, are also funded through voting blocks and how many registered voters and the, and this is that nature in, in, in certain communities. So we have to understand that this is a, is a grand matrix in terms about why our Communities are in the rabbits in the way they are, and each community, uh, uh, each community, the black community, are not faced with the same aspects. You know, I grew up in Harlem, New York. You know, Harlem, New York. You know, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties. You know, it looked like Beirut. It looked like Afghanistan now. So. You know, you know, in terms of, yeah, we, we might have an education, but when you got to walk back five abandoned buildings, four fire cans, and, 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 and into a school that really has books, then how great is your education? All right, let's get uh, some, of our, um, some of our audience in. Gene, uh, let me go to you, and if I'm, a, if I'm mistaken, uh, please correct me. But I thought I heard that you are homeschooling your girls. And what obligation do schools and the society have to educating its people? Hi, Kimberly. I'm sorry, Jane. Would you speak to me? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, that obligation uh, runs deep. Um, um, one of, one of the, the things that the, the school system failed to uh, fulfill is safety for our kids. Um, you know, we're still dealing with uh, classroom bullying and improper and, and behavior of, uh, of the teachers and mm-hmm. – um, so, uh, I, um, me and my wife and I, we we haven't been able to uh, get past that. 
Um, you know, uh, with that and the current crisis that we're going through with this administration uh, and the the misbehavior of uh, the ideology that's being portrayed uh, inside the educational system with the teachers, uh, seems, them seem, seeming to be comfortable with trying to indoctrinate their children, the, the classroom, to their uh, to their idea of uh, political preferences. Um, you know, it, 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 uh, we're in a position where uh, we're in a predicament that a lot of things has to be ironed out. Uh, you got the gun lobbyists uh, trying to be comfortable with having the teachers being armed in school. So, um, I mean, there's just too much going on for me to be comfortable with uh, just having my having our kids in school. So, uh, but you know, uh, Mr. There's a lot said tonight by Mr. Higgins, and uh, and um, so if you come back to me, there's something else that I want to uh, make a, make a point of about how we think in a two-dimensional world. We we have a two two-dimensional mindset, but we live in a three-dimensional world where we don't actually question the whys enough. We just see the results of, of a lot of things, but we don't question why these things are. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my points, Cheryl, is is that I have a hard time uh, understanding why we allow people to um, become millionaires on the back of our society without holding them accountable to the way they do it. If a person uh, can be uh, determined to be detrimental to our society by a number of different ways, uh, why can't we um, sue that person in order to reap the money to fix or, or help the people that they the violence that they create. I see, I hear Ms. Higgins talking about the millions that these entertainers make, but I'm just saying, uh, why can't our justice system sue them on a social basis when they're creating adversarial uh, individuals with their rhetoric? Good evening, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, good evening, uh, Mr. Higgins. You've been giving us some great information. Um, one of the things when we are doing whatever we do, we have to make sure, and when you mentioned the word sue, we have to make sure that we have all our business in order, in order to do that. Because, and then who is the person, who's going to take that on? You know, the same thing that we're dealing right now with President Trump um, is how can he get away with what he's getting away with? But it takes the right type of person to put this in action. It takes the right type of people to pursue this. And you've got to make sure when you do it that you do it and you do it right. Because you may, you only have one chance at it, so that means that every I has to be dotted, every T has to be crossed, 
every loop has to be looked at because when they do it, they understand that how that it's very difficult for someone to touch them and with all they would have to go through to do uh to pursue them in a way to just like you mentioned stop um and that means that you have to have a team of people doing massive amount of homework making sure that you know how when you say this is you got one chance and one chance only and not to look like a fool trying to do it because trust me business people can be very shrewd they um they understand the life of business because some of them that's how they got to where they are being just that way so when you go up against them you definitely have to go up against them right I mean, you can't make no mistakes at all. You know, and we talk about it all the time, why something is not done with with the people that we have in higher office. You got to make sure that you're doing it, and when you do it, do it correctly because you won't get another chance. So that's, you know, to me, that's what I look at as why, you know, we won't touch so many of the things that's going on that needs to be stopped. And instead of pulling forces, getting it done, we would rather just lay back and just watch it unfold and see what's happened from them. And most of the time they dig a hole um, deep enough that they fall into. But that time is not always on our time. Uh, Terrence, let me ask you, uh, you, you aware, you and the Higgins are aware, uh, that the government tried to impose a tax on large fountain drinks, suggesting that all the sugar from those large fountain drinks were causing people to, um, to have, uh, become diabetic, and that that was a cost that was on the state. So let me ask you if 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 people could define the social ills that are being created by music that suggests that people go out and hurt each other or steal from each other or sell drugs to each other and you can determine that a person listened to that and became indoctrinated to that, why can't you impose a price on uh, those who who create that kind of music. Well, I mean, I can say this. You know, like on the music that's being played today, you're talking about the current music that's being played today, right? Right. And you're right. saying why I can't impose? Say it again. This I'm is the saying you, I'm saying. not here. I'm not a hook. I'm not right. a hip hop person, and I'm going right. after tonight. I'm going to go listen to some of the lyrics and just get an understanding of what the lyrics are saying uh, on the, some of these different artists. And I'm just saying to you, if a certain artist is encouraging our children uh, to participate in bad behavior, 
and are doing things that are uh, creating social ills or social violence, why can't we uh, penalize that person who's making millions of dollars off of our children and we find that people are listening to this stuff and being indoctrinated by this stuff? Well, like my brother said, when Dolores Tucker brought the thing and was crushing Tupac CDs, I mean, they've been trying to stop it. It's just, you can't stop it. I mean, we could try to do everything we can to try to stop it, but it, but like like he said, and like the other brother said, we always got this, we live in a, two, a three-dimensional world, but it's like we think two two-dimensional, and we don't, we don't ask a lot of wives, but it can't be stopped. Like, I mean, because we don't stick together, first of all. We we ain't putting forth the effort of trying to stop it. Like, you know what I mean? And and it's bigger. It's bigger than just us. Now, like, and and we're not coming together to stop it. Like, we, each one of us could say, all right, we're going to make an effort to try to stop it, or we could penalize the artist. But, is it going to work if we all don't come together and try to do nothing about it? Then it's not going, you know, happen because it's been going on for so long. And in the past, it have been tried. I believe it did. People did try to stop it or the lyrics or whatever the case might be. But evidently, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't stopped. But you don't understand this. I can do. I can do things, or people can do things. Uh, to curb certain social ills. And what I'm saying to you, Ms. Higgins, let me say this to you. Um, Tupac and all these other artists, and I don't know all their names, but if you rated their music, the social, if social people rated their music, just like, and you said that you can put this music out, but for every copy that is sold, you're going to pay X amount of dollars to the state to curb the stuff that you're promoting. Okay, just like cigarettes, we didn't put them out of business, but we are penalizing them and getting money from them to curb smoking. So why can't we uh, put pop music in that same uh, situation? First of all, well, Mister Shea, look at it like this: when you you likened it to soda in the very beginning. And how soda is um, extremely, you know, um, detrimental to people's health. And now they want to tax the soda. But we have to also remember that prior to them saying it was detrimental to people's health, it was first approved by the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. So the thing about it is, is that now this is the same government that's now saying let's tax it. So... And, never, and, when, and when they create policy, policy comes through initially. And, yeah, this is the law. This the law may say this is okay. But how it, how it affects the population is a, is a different story. And just putting a tax on something, you know, a financial burden on something, does not alleviate somebody from doing participating in it. Just like, you know, criminal punish, punish, punishment doesn't obviate people from going to commit crime. So the thing, so the thing about it is, is that we have to, you know, there, there were, there were moral, there were moral clauses that we had in our society prior to the basically to the 1970s, and these moral clauses was it was help keep society in check. 
we have we have stepped away from these moral clauses like marriage and no cursing and not showing the kids this and things and and uh, and other things that and this is why we see what we see today in society. So this is more more bigger than just our, our community. And it's bigger than just taxing things. You know, like certain certain they have certain television shows that come and go. We have certain uh, um music artists that come and go, and these and these entities promote lifestyles. That you know, even although the show's not here anymore, the idea was here, and that's the reason for the media. That's the reason for us to implement ideas into our society, into our groups of people. So, if you want to look at it in, in that in that aspect, in in, in in criminal law, you know, in, in society they have they have this thing called conspiracy. You know what I mean? And my brother could attest to it, probably could break it down better than I can in terms about, you know what I'm saying, explaining it on, on, on the federal guidelines aspect of what conspiracy is. You know what I'm saying? But conspiracy is, you know what I'm saying, is um, a group of people acting in concert together. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So what happens is that, you know, when we look at these record companies and these artists, we have to start looking at them with those, the same conspiracy charges. Because that's what's happening to our community. They're they're filtering a product that's destroying our community. You know what? And you know what? And the artist is just the distributor. He's not the manufacturer. You know what I mean? And you know we have to start looking at the manufacturers, and we have to start looking at you know what I'm saying. And it's not just the music. It's also the television show. It's also the lifestyles. It's also it's 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 aggregate. It's so many different things in combination working in concert together, and that's what we have to pay attention to. And we also have to say we also have to look at the fact that we aren't equipped to adequately address these issues because we are we don't have the education that will enable us to adequately address these issues. American society is only afforded these privileges because of the affluences here in American society. You go anywhere else in the world, and the people will kill you over the over over food. Why? 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 Because there is no law. There is no. There's no retribution in terms of the effectiveness of the law. So, so, so the American society is only hanging on to the thread because it has this police state where it enforces the law. But people, impoverished people, do not behave with people the same way people with full bellies behave. And they have a different attitude and a different mindset. And we have to understand that when we when we, when we look at when someone when someone when a person who comes from a a a a, 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 a stable economic background and, and, and um digests um. Uh, um, digesting some um, some negative, negative material, and a person from an impoverished background digests negative material. It has two different effects on these people. You know. Then we have to understand that children up until the age of twelve years old are unable to differentiate the um, um, reality from fantasy when they're watching television. So we have to we 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 have to incorporate all these things. We have to first educate ourselves. Before we start asking questions about what we should do or what we can do, we have to start coming to the table with some information and start saying, yo, I, I just learned this, I just learned that. And we can start putting this information together and start realizing that, you know what, that we're going with it, you know what, that much of what we have, much of what the problems that we have are aggregate is not one problem, so we're not going to have one solution. But what I'm asking, what I'm saying to you, if it is scientifically proven 
and it can be investigated and shown that hip hop is having a negative effect on our community and it's creating a environment where our young people are listening to these men and these men are becoming multimillionaires. Okay? Tupac, I ain't never bought no Tupac album. I'm not I have not bought no Jay Z album. I have not a, bought a key uh, 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 Keon West album, and I can go on because I don't associate with those people. But if those people are producing music to IT and all of them, if you can find a connection between their music, their lyrics, and uh, their material, and a lot of these people now are producing their own albums. So we can't when we talk about the production, they're part of the production now. Because they saw they were they couldn't get releases and uh, production from their from the white uh, uh, people or white America, they start producing their own stuff. So I'm saying to you, if it can be proven that these people are having a detrimental effect on American young people, and they're making millions upon billions off of these young people, why can't they be held accountable? If you're telling me from a sociological perspective that you can connect student behavior or bad behavior to these lyrics, why then can't these people be punished? In 2005, a woman named Lindsay Johns wrote an article, an academic article called The Notorious PhD, and that's exactly what you're saying. There's there's many, there's a lot of material out here. There's a, a, a scholarly material that attests to that exactly what you're, exactly what you're talking about there. So there, there's plenty of material there that attests that this music has a negative effect on the people who are digesting. And the thing about it is, is that the Tupacs, the Ice Tees, and the and the rest, those guys are, oh, those guys are ancient history. Though in terms of in terms about the, the hip hop culture, though you, you know, you, in, in, in this in this day and age, we you know, there's a whole different list of different list of characters. You know what I mean? There's a kid right now called Tay K. This is a young boy that's in prison. This is a young boy that's in prison uh, um, um, for, for for murder charges, but but um, but 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 it's on, on Billboard. So so you know you know you know what, what you know what I mean. It's, it's, you know, I mean, in terms about, in terms about, and it's not about in terms about actually listening to the music and being a. It's about being aware of what's influencing our culture, because this becomes the culture of our, our of our younger generations. Our younger generations don't identify with Snoopy Carmichael, don't identify with Martin Luther King, don't identify with Martin Luther, Malcolm X. They don't identify with any of those people from the past. They identify with groups of people from today's day and age, and unfortunately, they don't identify with anything past popular culture. They don't identify with anything outside of the entertainment business in our communities, and this is a problem in itself. And never mind the artists particularly, this is a this is a failure on our behalf as being adults, the middle-aged adults, and not properly educating our children, never mind the schools, because the fact that our children are only have focused on two things, sports and entertainment, that's a, that's, 
that's 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 a, that's an inadequacy on our part. That's a lacking on our part because if you can speak to any of these little children, they they got three things. My mistake: video games, sports, and, 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 and entertainment. That's the three things our children are focused on. And the fact that our children, who are the least viable in society, least be able to be able to, to social climb in society, and their and their focus and their self esteem is attached to the most frivolous endeavors, that's a lack on us as a group of people. So we have to understand that we failed our children. Never mind the education system. We failed our children and if we want to do something about it, we want to stand up and do something about it and not these entertainers and not these millions of dollars and this, that, and other, because guess what? Those people are all the way over there, and we are in the communities each and every day. All right, let me uh, go to our audience. Um, D, I, I just want to ask you, I'm sitting here saying we're a capitalistic society, and I don't have nothing, I don't have no problem with people making money, but what you pr- produce in order to make money, has to be account. You have to be accountable to what it does to society, and you should not get a pass because what it is you bring to society uh, is a has a social ill versus a a um, medical ill. We hold smoker the smoking industry accountable, and we are able to um, to file charges against them. And there were years when they thought they couldn't be charged, and we continued until we were able to charge them. So why does hip-hop get a free pass? Well, actually, hip-hop does not get a free pass. Hip-hop is being used. Um, you, you all started off the conversation about um, the the art of uh, of suggestion, um, and let me tell you what's really going on here in 2018. Uh, the people in position are using uh, su- su- suggestion suggestion as a weapon, uh, audio um, suggestion as a weapon, um, and so uh, the hip hop industry is just part of a t- is just a tool. That they're using to get the message across. Uh, um, think of it as think of it like Fox News. Uh, if you want to be a part of Fox News, then you have to follow uh, the Fox the the company of Fox News agenda. You have to take a pledge to do exactly what we say do. You report the news that we say report. All right. That's the same way with the hip hop industry, but in the in the broader sense of the word. Uh-huh. Look at it. Look at it in the way of a of a pyramid, like uh, like the industries of Amway or Avon. Uh, Avon uh, provides the product, and then they they uh, they have people under under the on the on the lower echelon of the pyramid to dis, to to the to distribute the product, and then the distributors go out and find deliverers and people to sell. Uh, the product in that way. Well, that's the same way with the with the hip hop industry. So uh-huh. it's not the art. It's not the hip hop artist. It's the it's the record companies that uh-huh. that are, which are which are multitudes of them. 
But then you have to look at the board members and the CEOs who own these companies. Uh-huh. Then you have to look. Then you have to look at at what who they are in cahoots with, and their purpose is, uh, in, in being uh, a distributor of the message in the first place. So uh-huh. when you get to the when you get to the the the, the Toward the top row of the of the of the uh, pyramid, then it no longer looks like a record company. It's the CEO uh-huh. and the and the association of these people. That's why we, when we see now the 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 year of exposure, so much now has been exposed to us that at the top of the echelon, it ain't even Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Donald Trump is just a, a peon. Uh-huh. He just he, he's the figurehead that has been selected to be exactly. a spokesperson, and he's not a good spokesperson. Yeah, he don't know how to keep his mouth closed. But it, it is the the people involved, and maybe even the the one the, the prince over in Saudi Arabia. You know they they wanna they wanna be a part of of this thing. So uh, hip hop. It's just a weapon that's that's really been used quite quite thoroughly. Uh, it, it has done its job, but it's not the it's not the artist. These guys just this small potato of the pie. This small piece of the pie. Thank you, Mr. Shay. What I'm go ahead, Mr. Higgins. Mr. Shay, you say you um you mentioned the tobacco companies and and them paying um you know for the the um. You know the negative effects of their product, but what happens is to say, in 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 states where they produce tobacco, that's where cigarette prices are still, um, still streamlined, still um, viable for access for people to buy them. In states that don't produce tobacco, cigarettes are fifteen dollars a pack. Now, cigarettes used to be $15 a carton, and now they're $15 per pack in New York City. And the cost is rising. So although the cigarette tobacco companies pay the tax, the, the burden now becomes on the people who consume the cigarettes. Because now in states like New York and New Jersey, now if you're in the South, the cigarettes are cheaper. But you up here in these northern states, the cigarettes, you know, the cartons are hundred fifty dollars. You know, so you know this is this is this is what you know. The burden still comes on the people, at the end of the day. But I'm, what I'm saying to you though, is the states, all all fifty states, are being able to produce uh, advertisement, which help to reduce the number of people who are smoking cigarettes. Every year, fewer and fewer people are, are smoking cigarettes, and they're encouraging more people to stop. So I'm saying to you, why can't there be commercials that also are produced from the taxes on hip-hop that have been proven to be detrimental to society in such a way that those things are used to educate people who listen to that stuff? All I'm asking is, yeah. if it has been mm-hmm. proven, and you told me that the proof has that people have done studies that show that kids who listen 
to hip hop and listen to or play these videos are adversely affected uh, socially, then why can't we penalize them to use that money, all the millions of dollars that they're getting, to show their adverse effect on our society? So will we rather have the money or have them stop doing it? Because the thing about it is, is that well, I, I'm, I'm the, saying, you're saying this, is that you saying to me is there a First Amendment right to do it? But uh, then, then we have to only be able to penalize them from having the negative effect on um, African Americans or on the youth. I'm, you know, the thing about it is, in in, in that regard, Ron O'Neill, who start, who starred in the movie Superfly. He he forfeited his career because when he realized when he moved he started the movie Superfly he was romanticizing crime and they knew then that you know that making movies or having those type of images would have a negative effect on the black community. So it's been since the seventies. This is this is well known. This is not something that's far fetched or trans. You know. Clandestine when the people don't know, aren't aware of it. Now the problem is is that the people in our community are incognizant of it, and that's the problem. The people in our community are incognizant of it, and a tax on the music is not going to remedy the negative effects. These these records say have unprotected sex, um, basically promote uh, a rape or or, or 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 some type of form of of, of domestic aggression. Um, crime, um, or uh, a robbery, um, scamming, uh, drug use. I mean, you have so many different crimes that are promoted through one one uh, one record. And then another thing is that a person decides to choose to smoke. A person can walk past the radio and they have no they have no choice but to hear, hear the music, or be in a room with someone playing and have no choice but to hear the music. And it's not, and it's not, it's not the music in itself. It's coupled with an uneducated person, a person who lacks, who, who's impulsive, who lacks the, the ability to, to, to control themselves and, be, and to, uh, uh, implement patience. These, all these things, in, 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 in conjunction together, are why we see what we see. You know, up a, just until recently in New York City, the Bloods and the Crips. Weren't beefing with each other. All right, now up until recently, the music these two music artists came out, one being the Blood, the other one being the Crip. Now they're riffing on on records, and now the Bloods and Crips are riffing in in in, re, in real life. And it, 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 so much so that there may be a shooting the other day in Brownsville that might be tied to that might be tied to it. I can't say that it is. I can't say that it's not. But we do know now that we do have in the streets of New York these gang factions who weren't who weren't warring with each other, who are now warring with each other due to information that's been passed through through the music. And these are relevant artists now. These are the see these are the people that's now. It's, it's not the ice teas, it's different names now. And the, 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 the different names for almost every two to three years or every three to four years. These artists come and go. And the only reason I'm not saying their names is because I'm, I'm not in the, in the business of promoting anyone. 
I'm not in the business of promoting these people. Brother I mean, Jay, you know, Mr. once Higgins. you say their name. Mm-hmm. Mr. Higgins, I understand the First Amendment, okay? But we are told it doesn't matter. You can have a right to say something, uh, you, but you can't yell fire in in a movie theater and have people rampaging out and getting hurt. Saying to you, and you've already shared with me, you said that it is a proven fact. Not There are a number of people, sociologists, who prove things. And if you can prove that a individual star and his promotion company is having an ill effect on society, why can't you, I'm saying, why can't we, you know, it's better to do something than do not to do nothing. And so I'm saying follow the money. If you are making millions of a young people and you can determine all the different people, you know, now we have the ability to determine who buys your record, what their age is, what their psychological thinking is. Well, you know, these these computers can determine all kind of stuff. So if your type of music or your type of entertainment is causing an ill effect on society, why can't society hold you accountable for that ill effect and then do things to try to re um, rework or re reverse that ill effect? We're doing it with smoking. Why can't we do it with thinking? Well, well, the thing about it is all we have to do uh, artists just made a song about two a year ago called Molly Percocet. There goes there goes the drug promotion right there. The Percocet is a um is 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 a is a, is, a, is a drug made from a, a drug company. So if the artist there goes someone who benefits directly, and we're in the middle of what they call the opioid crisis. So this guy made his record called "My Molly is a Drug" that they, that nobody even knows what's in it, and it's, they, they they consume it in pill form or whatever, and the purpose is a pill. This is so we already have. I mean, if you listen to the music, if you listen to what what these young people are listening to, you will listen to the you will, if you can understand the terminology they're using, you will know that these songs are filled are filled with dr- drug references. You will know that these songs are filled with, 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 um, with, 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 with um, in terms about, talk about prostitution and, you know, and, 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 and all these different things and murder and, and, and mayhem. So, you know, if all you have to do is just listen to the music and you know, and you know, and and, and know that it, it can, you know, and 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 know that the, the, whatever, whatever is being proven scientifically or not, that can't do nothing but have a negative effect if someone listens to it. So, so the thing about it is, is that remedy the fact that you know allowing these children, our children, to listen to this music. As a matter of fact, um, um, as a matter of fact, there's a commercial in in, in New York City where's where's um there's a, a, a for a Chrysler commercial where the woman listens to a hip hop song that's calm that's calmly played in um in 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 in, in our community called Back That Thing Up, and um. And in, in, in the commercial, she tells a little boy, a little boy says, Mom, what, um, what song was that you listened to? She said, what song? So evidently, in, their, in another environment, 
that, that that type of song is inadequate for children to listen to, but in our environment, where they you know there are no filters, there are no ratings. They there were their ratings on movies. Why isn't there ratings on the music? Why isn't there you know you know you get PG thirteen R rated movie, X rated movie, you know G rated movie. So you know there's filters in society and government. You know, so to make sure to make sure that, the, 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 you know, these type of things and behaviors aren't introduced to, 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 the, to, to, to the youth, but it seems that, that that has been negated. You know, there was a reason why well, I let me ask you to do was in one bed and Desi Arnaz was in another. You remember that? Right. Lucy was in one bed and Desi Arnaz was in right. another? So there was a right. reason for let that. Me, they were a married couple. Ask, let me ask you to do this, and I don't know if you can do this, uh, by next week, or if you, we can uh, give you an extra day, because I know we've taken us some days away from you. But I'm going to try to find um, some of these hip-hop music and, and listen to the lyrics. And if you can, like you said, we have to be educated to some, what some of these things mean, because they're not on on the same level as us, as us, so we don't know what necessarily it's talking about. But I would like for you to dissect, excuse me, I'm sorry, dissect some of this literature. We are a little late coming on and look like we're just talking, talking. It's almost four minutes before we're over. And so we can talk about what, you know, some of these, the top ten and the number one hit, and talk about what they are saying to our children. Uh, I'm afraid that, I can't imagine why women would purchase music that was calling them the B word or suggesting that yeah. the only thing only thing worth them is smashing. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, that just, I, I cannot imagine what woman wants to be looked at as only a physical being for somebody else just to jump up and down on and or looked at as uh, insignificant other than sexual activity. So I'm asking you to um, describe or help us to go through these lyrics. And I'm saying to you, I don't care. I don't care nothing about Jay-Z and um, and Cornel, Cornel West. And even I like uh, Ice, okay? But if their music is having an ill effect on our society, then I don't have a problem with taxing some of their money, their income, so that we can defend ourselves against their music. Okay. So um, if you can't do it by next week, you know, let us talk during the weekend. If you can't do it by next week, we'll just we'll do it the, the week after. But I just want us to be able to really characterize what these, what this music is saying to our children every day. Uh-huh. No problem. All right. I want to thank you guys so much for your continued support. Uh, we always have a big audience when uh, Mr. Higgins is on, and we just want to challenge uh, social our communities and our society to doing what's best for the community. Uh, take care, everybody. We will see you on uh, Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time.
where we're talking about the things that impact our nation and give us an opportunity to create a movement that take us in the right direction. Take care. Thank you so much, Mr. Higgins. Welcome. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... Let it go. Can't let this thing called up get away from you. Feel free right now. I'm walking past the mirror. 